This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I'm Jane Pauley, and this is a Sunday morning for the very last day of the year, 2023. Tomorrow begins a new year with the promise of a fresh start. But this morning, we'll begin by looking back at the year that was. That includes, to be sure, no shortage of bad news. But we'll also be taking note of the good with some help from our David Pogue. In 2023, good news was everywhere, if you knew where to look. What a view! It's really hard to make an electric aircraft. It's even harder to make an electric aircraft that takes off and lands vertically. The next 10 years could be the best decade in human history. It's the good news of 2023, arriving soon on Sunday morning. We're driven to make them, almost always break them. With Mo Rocca, we've resolved to take a closer look at New Year's resolutions. Christmas might be over, but for a lot of us, New Year's is a time for making a list and checking it twice. Do you think this is in us innately, this desire to resolve, 
to be better. Every year, people optimistically want to change their lives and believe that they can. Oh! Wow! Later on Sunday morning, the surprisingly old tradition of New Year's resolutions. Historian Douglas Brinkley has good news about the Endangered Species Act. Plus, thoughts from Anderson Cooper, humor from Jim Gaffigan, and more this last Sunday morning on the last day of the year, 2023. And we'll be right back. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. In 2023 and every year, there's certainly no shortage of the dark, grim, and depressing. But sometimes that obscures the light, uplifting, positive developments the year brought to people the world over. David Pogue is here to make amends. Good morning. Well, you'd never guess it from the headlines, but 2023 was a great year for good news. For starters, Inflation is finally slowing down and may even lead to lower interest rates in the new year. It looks like the Federal Reserve might have pulled it off, cooling inflation without triggering a recession. Plus, just look at all these exciting graphs. Violent crime rates, property crime rates, Americans getting college degrees, carbon dioxide emissions per capita. But if you like your good news with a little more flash, we go now to correspondent David Pogue. David? For decades, we could only envy the rail systems in other countries. That's why this might surprise you. So this is bright green. It's coming in from a trip that started probably three and a half hours ago in Miami. Michael Reininger is the CEO of Brightline, which has just built the first new privately owned American rail line in a hundred years. It makes 16 round trips a day between Orlando and Miami. There's a lot of easy-to-grasp advantages to taking a train. It's faster, it's safer, it's cleaner. But on top of all of those, you get the gift of time back by taking the train. So welcome on board. This is, uh, and Florida this is, uh, is only the beginning. Just last month, the government contributed $8.2 billion toward rail projects in 44 states, including the country's first bullet train, L.A. to Las Vegas, at 200 miles an hour. Others are going to jump in as well. And so this really is, we think, the icebreak moment for what will be a new transformation in train travel in America. Thank you, David. Sometimes good news means reversing bad news. 
And there was a lot of that in 2023. Brazil's previous president burned down 8.4 million acres of the Amazon rainforest, the largest carbon sink on the planet. But the new president has slowed that deforestation by 48% in only eight months. There's hope for these trees, too. California's giant redwoods can live for over 2,500 years. So it was devastating when the 2020 wildfires burned up Big Basin Redwoods State Park, leaving nothing behind but blackened trunks. But this year, something amazing. New green buds growing back. It turns out that for centuries, these trees have been harboring a secret reserve of buds beneath the bark, a little insurance for worst-case scenarios. But as good news categories go, the big winner this year was medicine. We got the first ever over-the-counter birth control pill, new treatments approved for Alzheimer's, RSV, and muscular dystrophy. And then the game changer in obesity and diabetes, the mainstream arrival of drugs like Ozempic, Zepbound, and Wegovy. Particularly what it does is it slows away food moves through your gut. So you feel less appetite, you feel less cravings. Clinical trials have shown it from Wagovi average weight loss of around 15% and with Zepbound up to 20% or more. Of your body weight? Yes. So these are really significant. Reshmi Srinath is the director of obesity medicine at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York. You know, many of my patients, they are eating better than I am. They are exercising a ton. They are doing everything right. And that's where, you know, patients who come and have really tried their best to have failed lifestyle measures do really could really benefit from some of these drugs. Best of all, it's not just about losing weight. Whether it's their blood pressure, their cholesterol, their diabetes, you know, being able to say, oh, you don't need your blood pressure medicine anymore. So really, these are tremendous, tremendous gains and something that um, is really a breakthrough. 2023 was the year artificial intelligence got real. Software like ChatGPT set off waves of terror about jobs and misinformation and humanity's future. But there's more to the AI story. For example, AI can now spot breast cancer tumors that people miss. In California, within two months, a new AI program spotted 77 wildfires forming before any person had a clue. And in LA and New York, AI hooked up to traffic cameras is changing stoplights in real time to keep traffic flowing. As Stanford professor Eric Brynjolfsson points out, Not only is it not the end of the world, I think we're going to have potentially the best decade of flourishing of creativity that we've ever had because a whole bunch of people, lots more people than before, are going to be able to contribute to our collective art and science. Finally, air travel is one of the last great challenges in decarbonizing the planet. Airplanes pump out about a billion tons of carbon dioxide every year. And of course, as we all know, There's no such thing as a clean electric plane. Or is there? We go now to David Pogue. It's a beautiful day to fly in Burlington, Vermont. What a view! And off the wing of our chase plane, we're observing a striking new airplane. Isn't that beautiful? All electric. An ad for the future. It's an electric plane made by Beta Technologies. It seats six and can fly for a couple hundred miles on a charge. There are four lifting rotors. And according to Beta founder and CEO Kyle Clark, that's only the beginning. Every year, batteries get better and better. 
That means in seven years, we'll double that. In another seven years, we'll double that again. So you think before you and I die that we will fly on an electric-powered jetliner? Yes, absolutely. No question. Beta expects to begin flying cargo in 2024, passengers in 2025, but it's just one of over 300 companies working on electric planes. Quieter than gas planes, simpler to maintain, and much cheaper to fly. Many of them can take off and land vertically. And you know what that means. Where we're going, we don't need runways. David? Thank you, David. Well, that's all for today. Actually, that's nowhere near all. But remember, bad news breaks suddenly. But good news happens everywhere, all the time. Good night, everyone. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Every day, I am going to do one thing I have never done before. That, my friends, is my New Year's resolution. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah? Mine is to pilot a commercial jet. <laughs> That's a good one, too, Phoebes. Now all you have to do is find a plane load of people whose resolution is to plummet to their deaths. Ring in the new, a Sunday morning on New Year's Eve. Here again is Jane Pauley. Every new year offers the promise of a new you, the person you'd become if only you could just stick to those all-too-easy-to-make New Year's resolutions. Easier said than done, as our Moraka knows only too well. The clock is ticking down once again to a new year, and millions of Americans are right now making promises they probably won't keep. Once again, getting into shape was the number one New Year's resolution. Well, if you haven't already given up on your New Year's resolution to try to eat healthier, listen, I have oh. faith in you out there. And if your New Year's resolution was to become rich, well, it's not too late. Studies show most New Year's resolutions are bound to fail. But did you know that we've been failing at them for thousands of years? Even if we go very far back in history, we can find people trying to kind of orchestrate a fresh start at the New Year's through resolutions. Candida Moss is a historian and professor of theology at the University of Birmingham. She says annual attempts at self-improvement are about as old as the celebrating of New Year's itself. The ancient Babylonians had a big celebration, almost two weeks long, where they celebrated the New Year around springtime in March or April and would make resolutions. And they were small. 
So pay off like small debts. And they would make sort of small vows about better behavior. And the Romans would do the same thing. In 46 BC, Julius Caesar created a new Roman calendar that started the new year on the first day of January. January was named for the Roman god Janus, whose two faces look forward and back. And that's really important for how we think about New Year's as a kind of taking stock and starting again. Were these kind of traditions about making the people happy or making the gods happy? These are primarily about making the gods happy. And that's really what New Year's is about. It's a kind of supernatural spring cleaning. Over the centuries, traditions changed. For many in the West, New Year's lost much of its religious significance. The advent of electricity helped turn the celebration into a nighttime affair, complete with champagne toasts and midnight kisses. But through it all, the ritual of the New Year's resolution remains. In only a few days now, this year will be over and a new one will begin. Mo Rocca and Nancy Giles share some New Year's resolutions. And back in 2008, my friend and colleague Nancy Giles and I publicly acknowledged our own resolutions. How much do I love New Year's resolutions? I've had the same three for the last nine years. We oh got together gosh. 15 years later to see how they held up. Number one, learn to speak Spanish fluently. Number two, read the Bible cover to cover. I just can't get past Leviticus. And three, complete a back handspring unassisted. It is weird to look back at this stuff and I, I, I did have the same resolutions over and over and over again. Those are such noble resolutions and that you stick to it. So how's the Spanish going? Yes, yes, I never quite, I never quite. And I have not been to un gimnasio for a long time. So the back handspring, I don't know that it's ever gonna happen now. Wouldn't it be better to approach our New Year's hopes very, very quietly so that we're all less humiliated when we don't get there? I try to make my resolutions more specific, realistic, doable. Take salsa lessons. <laughs> Throw out more paper. I was worried. I was, I was sure I was gonna say a lot of things that down the line I hadn't done, but kind of being cool and being content with one's life and, and living quietly, I can do that so and I can still do that. What grade would you give yourself on those resolutions? Yeah, I'd say maybe a B, maybe B minus. The paper thing is still really, but I'm working on it. What kinds of resolutions are more likely to succeed? Small resolutions. And a psychologist will tell you small baby steps. Don't revolutionize your life just overnight. New Year's is arguably the most optimistic holiday, and New Year's resolutions, succeed or fail, have a lot to do with that. After all, there's no chance you'll achieve a goal if you never set one in the first place. I think everyone struggles with, you know, just the problem of not living up to the person they want to be. And funnily enough, the whole system is based on the idea that you'll inevitably fail, but it doesn't matter because there's always next year. Cheers. Happy New Year. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It was one of the headline news events of the year gone by. But for our David Pogue, it wasn't just news. It was personal. Most of the time, an obituary makes the headlines because of how a person lived. But every now and then, it's because of how they died. That's certainly the case for the five men on the Ocean Gate Titan submersible, which imploded this past June on its way down to see the Titanic. One of them was Ocean Gate CEO Stockton Rush, who had also designed the sub. He certainly enjoyed playing the Maverick. I don't know if it was MacArthur, but somebody said, you remember for the rules you break. Mm. And, and that's the fact. And there, there, there were a lot of rules out there that didn't make engineering sense to me. But during the 10 days I spent with him last year for a Sunday morning story, I found him to be funny, whip-smart, and driven. Well, my whole life, I wanted to be an astronaut. I wanted to be sort of the Captain Kirk. Um, I didn't want to be the passenger in the back. Hmm. And I realized that the ocean is, is the universe. That's where life is. I also got to know P.H. Nargelet, one of the most experienced Titanic divers who ever lived. 37 times you've been down to this ship. Is there any amazement and awe left? Yeah, I, you know, I have to say, each dive is a new experience. I opened my eyes like that when I was in the survey. <laughs> he also died that day, along with their three passengers, Hamish Harding, Shazada Daywood, and his son, Suleiman. I'm tempted to say something here about how risk is part of the game for thrill-seekers like these, or maybe even the whole point, or about how Stockton Rush was trying to innovate to make deep-sea exploration more accessible to more people, or about how science doesn't move forward without people making sacrifices. But none of this would be any consolation to the people these men left behind to their wives, their children, their parents. P.H. had grandchildren. For them, it's just absence now and grieving for these men and for the dreams they were chasing. We have this universe that will take us centuries to explore and suddenly you see things that no one's ever seen and you realize how little we know, how vast the ocean is, how much life is there, how important it is and how, how alien. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Since so much of our broadcast is devoted to those we're leaving behind, it seems the right time to consider the question of grief. Anderson Cooper's CNN podcast is called All There Is and asks the question, do we move on from grief or simply learn to live with it? He shares some thoughts. Grief when it comes is nothing like we expect it to be. Joan Didion wrote that and boy, was she right. It's nothing we expect, and it's different for everyone. I've spent much of my career as a reporter in wars and disasters, stepping into other people's grief, but I've also spent most of my life running away from my own, and I haven't gotten very far. For the last few years, I've been going through dozens of boxes of photos and papers belonging to my mom, Gloria Vanderbilt, who died in 2019, and to my dad, Wyatt, who died when I was 10, and to my brother, Carter, who died by suicide when I was 21. I'm the last one left from the little family I was born into, the last one who remembers our stories and the life we shared. I found letters and journals, old seating charts for dinner parties, postcards from Truman Capote, even telegrams from Frank Sinatra, whom my mom was dating in the 1950s. Sifting through these boxes, these memories, it's been overwhelming and lonely, and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with it all. I can't just get rid of these things. It's, it's all that's left of them, and I'm not ready to let them go. The truth is, none of us is alone in our grief, though it certainly feels like we are. The path we're on is well-traveled. The person sitting next to you on the subway or in a cubicle at work, everyone has felt the pain of loss or will. It is a bond we can share, but we rarely do. Instead, we shroud our grief in silence. Why is it so hard to talk about? Why must we keep it hidden away, crying in private, speaking the names of our loved ones in hushed whispers only we can hear? I've done that my whole life, and the price I paid is high. When you bury your grief to mute your sadness, you mute your ability to feel joy as well. You can't have one without the other, and I see that now. Talking about grief and hearing from others who are living with grief as well, it's the one thing i found that's helped me feel less frozen by it and less alone in it. I'm not a fan of New Year's resolutions, but this year I'm going to try and give up carrying my grief in silence. I've been doing that since I was 10 years old, and the weight of it is just too much to bear. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. 2023 was a major anniversary for the Endangered Species Act. It's now 50 years old. With historian Douglas Sprinkley, we mark a milestone. When Theodore Roosevelt was president, he lamented that the North American bison, once 40 million strong, had been nearly wiped out by commercial hunters. An avid bird watcher, Roosevelt also mourned the fact that hunting and habitat loss had killed some three billion passenger pigeons in the 19th century alone, driving the species to extinction. Roosevelt roared from his bully pulpit, the wildlife in its habitat cannot speak, so we must and we will. It would take another six decades, though, before the United States caught up with Roosevelt. But when it did, it went big. On December 28, 1973, Richard Nixon put his presidential signature to the far-reaching Endangered Species Act, which for the first time provided America's iconic flora and fauna with serious legal protection. The remarkable success of the Endangered Species Act is undisputable. An astonishing 99% of the threatened species first listed have survived. Due to the heroic efforts of U.S. government employees, bald eagles now nest unmolested along the Lake Erie shoreline. Grizzlies roam Montana's wilderness, and alligators propel themselves menacingly across Louisiana's bayous. Whether it's protecting a tiny Kirtland's warbler in the Jack Pines of Michigan or a 200-ton blue whale in the Santa Barbara Channel, the Endangered Species Act remains the most dazzling and impactful environmental feat of all time. In Northern California, the Yurok tribe has successfully reintroduced the California condor back to its ancestral lands. Recently, a federal judge approved the reintroduction of gray wolves in Colorado. And while America is still mourning musician Jimmy Buffett, his conservation legacy lives on with the Save the Manatee Club in Florida. Upon reflection, what President Nixon said in 1973 still holds true. Nothing is more priceless and more worthy of preservation than the rich array of animal life with which our country has been blessed. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and your tushies do too. That's why Huggies is the number one best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit and 12-hour protection against leaks. No matter what kind of butt you've got, you'll feel comfy while your baby's mushy little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Get your baby butt in the best-fitting diaper. Huggies Little Movers. We got you, baby. Every day is a great day when you're not worrying about your appliances and home systems. And that's what you get with an American Home Shield warranty. With American Home Shield, you can protect your home and wallet from unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters or wonky thermostats. 
Now that's something to celebrate. When it comes to protecting your appliances and home systems, don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, go to ahs.com slash Wondery. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. Newton Minow, not exactly a household name, but a towering figure in the 1960s media world. A man who will be forever remembered for just two words. It is a vast wasteland. For it was Newton Minow who, as chairman of the government's Federal Communications Commission, became an outspoken critic of commercialism on TV. Minow served for just two years in the administration of President John Kennedy. He helped pioneer communications satellites, arguing presciently that satellites would be much more important than sending man into space because they would send ideas into space. He also broadened the channel spectrum, helping spark the rise of nonprofit educational TV stations, the predecessors of PBS. But it was at a gathering in 1961 of the National Association of Broadcasters that Minow observed. When television is good, nothing, not the theater, not the magazines or newspapers, nothing is better. But when television is bad, nothing is worse. A vast wasteland, he called it. Newton Minow died last May. As for that vast wasteland, is it better or merely vaster? You decide. Now to Jim Gaffigan, who remembers a great American. Upon the close of another December, we often look back on the people we've lost during that year. Today, I'd like to honor the passing of a great American who was not just my North Star, but in many ways, the single most influential person in my life. I'm of course talking about myself. You might find it unorthodox for me to do my own memorial commentary. Some of you may find it gauche. How can one even give an objective assessment on their own life? Wouldn't a self-tribute just come across as delusional or bragging? Well, don't worry. I'm not going to use this time to talk about my offbeat good looks, what a great father I was, or my humbleness. I'll let the president do that in his impromptu televised address. Another issue that might hinder the integrity of this self-memorial is the fact that I'm still alive. Therefore, this memorial is certainly incomplete. Sure, as of today, I'm a grossly underappreciated comedian and actor, but maybe in the future I'll be acknowledged. I mean. Probably not, but I might receive the respect I deserve. It is possible a reviewer will be able to describe one of my acting performances as something other than surprising. You may wonder if this self-memorial will lead to confusion and distress. I don't want anyone coming to one of my shows after watching this and thinking they're watching a ghost perform stand-up comedy. <laughs> I'm not that pale. If people had thought I had passed away, would an enormous portion of the country take a personal day or two to grieve, thus causing an unpreventable strain on the worldwide economy and possibly a supply chain disruption? Well, don't worry, I'm alive. Well, then again, I could have suddenly passed away prior to the airing of this commentary. 
Then this memorial ought to include my uncanny predictive abilities. Who am I kidding? When I die, I'm sure Sunday morning will dedicate an entire show to me and my humble life. I can just hear Jane Pauley now. We lost our Jim Gaffigan this week. Wait a minute, who? But either way, I'm still alive, I think. Happy New Year, everyone. I'm Jane Pauley. We wish you the very best in 2024. And please join us when our trumpet sounds again next Sunday morning. Brighten your mornings with CBS News Sunday morning merchandise from ParamountShop.com. Shop mugs, sweatshirts, and t-shirts to start your mornings with style. Take 20% off at checkout with code SUNDAY20 at ParamountShop.com. That's 20% off at checkout on all CBS News Sunday morning products with code SUNDAY20 at ParamountShop.com. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert. And I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert. And I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. And how long have you been the, the producer of this? We've been doing this for two years now. Okay. And and what is it like to attempt to uh, get feedback from me about the podcast? Be honest about how quickly I respond to emails. You actually respond to emails surprisingly fast. Really? I, I think you might be the only person I respond to. <laughs> respond too quickly oh well that's good yeah i expected i expected you to lay into me well this was over the strike period oh i had time yeah See, that, that does that doesn't count <laughs> sure i responded to everything because responding to you putting reruns up on the podcast was like a form of employment yeah and i felt like i had something to get up for every yeah. day so thank you for that listen to the late show pod show with stephen colbert wherever you get your podcasts I'm CBS News correspondent Major Garrett, host of the podcast Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen. During the Cold War, FBI agent Robert Hansen traded classified secrets to the Kremlin in exchange for cash and jewels. In the podcast, you'll hear from Hansen's closest friends, family members, victims, and colleagues for the most comprehensive telling of who Robert Hansen really was. Binge the entire series now. Agent of Betrayal, The Double Life of Robert Hansen is available on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.